0: Tom Durkin is one of horse racing's most famous voices. He retired in 2014 after a 43-year career covering the Breeders' Cup from 1984 to 2005 and then the coveted broadcasting of the Triple Crown races in 2001 to 2010. I've met Tom Durkin several times over the years in Saratoga, where he lives full-time and works part-time at the National Museum of Racing Hall of Fame. I spent the day with him there, where he took me on a tour and helped me learn how to call a race for Fox & Friends. I was so excited to hear a few weeks ago that Tom was invited to call the final leg of the Triple Crown race on June 10th at Belmont Racetrack for Fox after almost 10 years away from the broadcast booth. So I had to get him on the podcast to talk about getting back on the microphone once again to call one of the most famous races in America this coming Saturday. Here is my friend Tom Durkin on the Janice Dean podcast. Tom Durkin, you made the Dean's List.
1: Wow. I mean, for a guy that took 52 years to graduate from college, that's not a lie. Uh, (laughs) make the Dean's list. That's, that's, that's a, that's a new thing for me. Believe me.
0: Now how did, I mean, come on, how did, how did that all happen? I've got to start with that question. 52 (laughs) years to graduate.
1: I have a couple academic records that are probably never going to be, uh, surpassed. Uh, I went to college, sent over college to pure Wisconsin, uh, for five years, and nonetheless was still two credits short, and then I had to start my working life. and then you know life happens. and then after I retired, uh I you know I, I felt always felt guilty about not getting my degree. so I went back to uh, uh college, uh, the Adirondack Community College. I live in Saratoga Springs, and I got uh, my two uh, uh courses uh, that I needed. Uh, and by the way, got my first two A's in my academic career. Thank you very <laughs> much. And uh, then on uh, it was May twelfth, uh, two thousand eighteen. I walked across the stage there in Superior, Wisconsin, and got my degree. Uh, Fifty-two years after I started uh, uh, studying.
0: What a story! And yeah, sixty-eight
1: and- years old, the oldest graduate in the history of Saint Nova College. By the way
0: well congratulations and that just goes to show you that you're never too old to learn something new or to graduate from college
1: yeah yeah and uh, you know uh, if i go back for masters uh i figure at that rate i could probably get my masters degree somewhere in the 22nd century <laughs>
0: Well, listen, I loved seeing you at Saratoga last year. Um, you know, we got to spend some time together at the museum. Where Are you still working there?
1: I, I During the racing season, yeah, I give tours on the weekends, yeah.
0: And that must be exciting for people to do. I mean, you have, I mean, you've called the horse races for how many years?
1: Well, I started in 1972 at Little Tracks in Wisconsin, a little county fairs and stuff like that. And then I uh, retired in uh, 2014. So I did that for 42 years. So yeah, did it for quite some time. At Saratoga, I was the announcer there for 23 years.
0: Mm-hmm. And you obviously missed it because you're going to be calling Belmont.
1: Yeah, I haven't called a horse race in nine years. <laughs> uh, so Fox uh, is uh, uh, now broadcasting the Belmont. Uh, they have the rights to that for, I guess the next eight years or so, not that I'll be involved, uh, eight years from now, but, uh, and I, you know, they said, maybe Tom will do it, you know, and, uh, I thought about it and, uh, you know what, you know, fine. I mean, you you know, uh, you gotta have, I've realized that you gotta have a challenge in your life, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, and, and it, it came down to, I mean, I did a lot of other things, uh, uh, when I retired, uh, like I said, I went back to college, uh, uh, gave a, a a course in public speaking at the local community college. Um, I give tours at the uh, museum. I was in uh, uh, some community theater and what have you. But um, when COVID happens, like all that, you know, kind of came to a screeching halt. And I, I got to tell you, I got a little antsy. Bored mm. is a word for it. And um, I needed a challenge, you know, something other than, uh, you know, uh, trying to keep the ball in the fairway all the time. You know, then all you know, and it's not, <laughs> you know, I have, uh, some people have a natural fade in the golf swing. Some people have a natural slice uh, uh, or, a, you know, a, a, a draw. Uh, I have a natural shank. So, uh, you know, golf wasn't doing it all for me. Um, and then when this came along, I went, you know what, let's, let's do this. It's going to be a challenge. Believe me, it's going to be a challenge. Um, It's not like riding a bike. It is Mm. not like riding a bike. I've been uh, practicing race calling now at uh, Belmont for the last couple of weeks.
0: And how's it been going?
1: A little shaky. I got to tell you in the beginning, Uh, but it's getting better. Uh, I've got uh, some time, you know, to, to uh, shake off all the rust and and I'm doing everything I can to uh, uh, be up to the test.
0: So what do you do to prepare? I mean, you're, this is not like you said, it's not like riding a bike. Your preparation is meticulous. Take me through that. Well, uh,
1: the first thing is to uh, get back my memorization skills. It's kind of a unique uh thing you you have to memorize the colors of the jockey silks and associate them with the name of the horse you can't do it by the numbers that uh, the saddle pads that the horses have on because you can't see them if another horse gets next to them so you have to rely Mm -hmm. on those jockey silks. so that's that memorization which is key that's the first thing uh you you have to get back so that's coming back uh just by practicing as i said uh, the other thing is to, you have to associate words with an image. Okay. So if I see a horse that's way out in front, what am I going to say about that? So I have, well, they're right here. As a matter of fact, there's my little, uh, cards and they have, uh, words, uh, that I can say, uh, Stalled in traffic while so and so is in the clear, uh ticking away, uh tackles goes on the offensive, confronts. So for that, that image of tackles goes on the offensives, goes on the offensive uh confronts. I I uh imagine one horse coming up to another one. And then so I I keep on repeating those things, getting them in my subconscious, so that when I see that. I can do it automatically. So for instance, you know uh, your husband knows your face. He doesn't have to think a lot about Uh coming up with that name. Okay. Because it's a familiar image and he knows that. So that's what I'm trying to get back. I do a lot of that, uh, the words a couple hours a day now. And then I um go in uh you know four days a week that they're racing at Belmont and actually call uh into the iPhone. And uh and then you know there's a there's a certain amount of nerves uh involved so I do my uh self-hypnosis uh, every day. So I've got my little iPhone here and I've got uh my uh self-hypnosis uh tapes uh one of them is about anxiety one is about believing yourself and one is about uh clearing your mind of negative thoughts so um you know when we're done here actually i'll I'll go downstairs in the library and uh uh get in the comfy leather chair and put the earphones on and go to my subconscious
0: tell me about that that's really interesting and i love that you still get nervous you know i still get nervous I've been doing my job for over 20 years now, um, 30 years in the broadcasting industry, and I always Mm -hmm. say that nervousness is a good thing. It means that you want to do a good job, but it can also be crippling. I still have anxiety and I have panic attacks, stuff that we don't normally talk about, right, Um, Mm -hmm. because it feels like I'm a failure if I have a panic attack or I have anxiety before or while I'm on the air. Tell me about that and how important it's been to sort of explore that uh, about yourself.
1: Well, there there are two things in particular uh, with race calling that uh, uh, you you can't be too nervous. Well, I'll get to adrenaline in in just a minute. Uh, uh, But uh, if you do have too much adrenaline, your hands do shake a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I use 15 power binoculars. So that means if my hands are shaking like this, the image that I'm looking at through the binoculars is going to look like this
0: mm-hmm.
1: because it's magnified 15 times. Uh, also uh, breathing. Uh, it's a rapid fire uh, delivery. And if your breath, uh, if you're having trouble breathing, uh, then, you know, you're just basically screwed. Mm-hmm. Uh, a long time ago, Dick Enberg, the great broadcaster, uh, we were both working on the Breeders' Cup horse races. And, uh, you know, I was getting nervous and stuff like that. I said, Dick, what do you do? You know, it looks so cool. I said, what do you do about adrenaline? He goes, you want to have adrenaline. Because adrenaline literally makes you see better. It makes you think faster. That 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 uh, adrenaline that gets into your, uh, into your uh, hormonal system and your brains actually – makes you think faster by getting through those neural pathways. So you want to have some adrenaline. It's a good thing, but too much adrenaline is a bad thing. So on race day, I take a, uh, along with the self hypnosis and whatever, which is very helpful. uh, I take a drug called Inderol. There are no side effects. It is a beta blocker and it restricts the excessive flow of adrenaline into your system. So you still get some golfers use Inderal on a pretty regular basis uh, to steady their hands over putts. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's uh, that's just another trick of the nerve trade.
0: (laughs) No, listen, a lot of broadcasters do that as well. I don't think many of them come forward with saying that they take a beta blocker. But I know some personally that Mm -hmm. have a big uh, event coming up where they're on television for a long period of time and they're maybe, you know, doing a presidential event uh, where they have to, you know, talk to presidential candidates at a debate. And I know for a fact there are people out there that rely on that um, you know that medication to help them get through that anxiety and nervous period, and you know, thank there's, goodness
1: there's for no shame in that. I mean, having adrenaline is, uh, you know, it's like I said, it's a very good thing. I mean, the, the adrenaline is the thing that that makes a mother uh, have the ability to pick up a car uh, that is, uh, you know, just uh, about to run over her child. You know, it's that yes. adrenaline that uh, that does that. And then nothing, you know, there's no there's no shame in in you know having a, a, a adrenaline and being uh anxious because it proves that you care. If you didn't care, yeah, you yeah. probably do a good job.
0: How did you get into horse calling?
1: Well, uh at 242 pounds as of this morning, uh I decided that being a jockey probably was not <laughs> going to be a viable career. <laughs> for me uh but uh when i grew up in chicago they had and I, I just loved going to the track it was just so exciting and fun and uh you know when we were kids and we you know cobbled together two bucks and make a bet and uh but uh the announcer in chicago was a thrilling uh announcer his name was phil george f and he was my idol and i always wanted to be uh phil george f and you know, I, I have. Uh, you know, I was a theater major in college, so you know, I'm a, um, I'm very comfortable in uh, in most ways uh, uh, performing. You know, I, I, I enjoy the creative aspect of it, and um, I'm being Irish. I love to talk. I'm being mm-hmm. Irish. I love horses, and um, I was always the you know class clown and show off, if you will. And um, so it was a good um, and Irish people love words. I mean, we love language. And um, so it's just, you know, everything kind of fell into place for me.
0: And we'll be back with more of the Janice Dean podcast right after this.
1: I'm Guy Benson. Join me weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and guests. Listen live on the Fox News app or get the free podcast at GuyBensonShow.com.
0: Do you remember your first race that you called?
1: It was a, a two hundred yard race, uh, and the horses—they <laughs> weren't sure what the horse's name was. They, like, oh, we just call him Brownie. <laughs> <laughs> At the, the Fond du Lac County Fair uh, in May of nineteen seventy-two. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and- on the back of a pickup truck, calling the races. Ah,
0: yeah. uh, I love it. I think that it's really exciting that you're going to be doing this again. I mean, if it goes well, would you think about coming back?
1: I, on a day-to-day basis, probably not. There is there is a lot of plus side for not having to go to work. <laughs> but the minus side is, I don't know if you're aware of this, Janice, but when you retire, they stop paying you.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I haven't gotten there yet, but um, I, I do hear that. And I'm one of those, I think I'm like you. I don't know that I'll ever retire because you you know you get up every day you're, you want to be challenged. You still work in Saratoga. You take people on tours of that magnificent museum. I mean, tell us about that. What going in there and seeing the history of horse racing um, and being able to tell people it must be really exciting.
1: Well, I try to make it uh, entertaining, you know, Uh, at at one point in my life I used to live in Florence, uh, Italy. uh, And i I'm a a telephile, and and I do love Renaissance art. And uh, I would get up up in the morning with a complete blank page, and then uh, all these tour guides were going around town, and I'd just kind of you know, sneak up in the back of the crowd and and watch these tour guides explain this and that about Florence and the architecture and the art and uh, the uh, sculptors and painters and whatever. And they were really, really boring. I mean, they didn't make it fun whatsoever. It was so... And um so I got that idea yeah, about being a tour guide uh from that. And uh and I always thought, boy, you know, if I'm and I'm if I'm standing in front of uh you know uh Ghiberti's uh, uh gates of paradise uh, in the Baptistry in Florence, you know, and they're going through all this academic nonsense, blah 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 blah. And I'd always tap somebody on the shoulder, i go, you see that. That figure four down from the left—that's Ghiberti. He put himself in the in the uh, in the fresco, not the fresco, but in the uh, frieze. And uh, uh, so, you know, it's fun. You know, I just enjoy the fun facts of it. Uh, and then, you know, there's a lot of art in that uh, in the in the racing museum, and and I, you know, I put in the history of Saratoga, which is you know one of the most colorful uh histories uh it this was Las Vegas before there was Las Vegas for now we had in Saratoga for almost 70 years the two largest hotels in the world. Mm. And uh you know just stuff like that in Saratoga. Fun stuff.
0: What's the most exciting race you think you've ever called?
1: Uh there are a few. Um as you can imagine i did you know tens of thousands of them but uh the 1998 Belmont was pretty good real quiet was uh, seeking to be the first horse in 24 years to win the triple crown and he got beat by this much they had to wait 12 minutes to separate the photo finish wow. uh that was pretty exciting um personal ensigns uh, distaff in 1989 at uh, churchill downs ferdinand and Sheba two derby winners in a Photo finish, Uh, you know, the list could go a cigar winning 11 races in one year in a row and blah, blah. You know, it just uh, I was very fortunate to have the best seat in the house for, uh, you know, the best horse racing that uh, our country could offer for over 30 years.
0: Now, if you don't mind me talking about.
1: Don't 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 bring up that stuff about I can't go within 100
0: yards of a school. Okay, just
1: please don't go there. (laughs)
0: Okay, I won't. Uh, But maybe I'll ask you about that uh, after the break. But talk about, you know, what are your feelings about what's happening? What happened at Churchill Downs and and the horses dying? So many of them. It bothers me. I love this sport. Listen, I love the fancy hats. I love getting all dressed up. I love the triple crown. I love all three races. I love Saratoga. I love horses, uh, the excitement that two minutes brings to Americans getting together and, you know, rooting for their horse. But I, the, the, the deaths that we saw at Churchill really have, have made me kind of take a step back a little bit and say, mm. is the sport safe? How can we make it safer?
1: They're, they're doing their best. Uh, uh, this awareness, uh, Uh, really was elevated the past few years and uh, so they put in place a lot more um, safety um, regulations and uh, a lot more thorough uh, examination of horses a lot more thorough examinations of the uh, racing surface itself and they've been able to uh, Oh, there's a maybe 20% fewer, that number might be wrong, but it's certainly at least 10% fewer uh, fatalities uh, per thousand starts than there were just three years ago. So uh, they're doing their best. Um, uh, I I think uh, one of the problems is that the horses that they've been breeding over the last 20 or 30 years are not as durable. Hmm. Uh, as the ones in the past uh they're they're breeding more and more for speed speed speed, and when you do that um, they're reducing the amount of uh, uh, bone uh density in in these animals so uh because you know bone is heavier uh than not so um I, th- I think the the breed itself needs to uh take a much closer look at it.
0: Hmm. That's interesting. So you don't think it has to do anything to do with the track or somehow?
1: Yeah. I mean, they, they, they're looking at every possible angle. They're, they're, they're they're turning this uh, upside down and Mm -hmm. going over it uh, meticulously and the, you know, the track surface. Yeah, that could be it. Um, but they're working on it.
0: What about Sorry. rules? and re- Do you think that we should have the rules and regulations um, identical in every single state? Because they're different, right? I mean. Oh, yeah, I agree uh, with that. I agree with that. Yeah. So Belmont's coming up. Do you ever talk about your favorites? Do you ever have favorite horses and do you bet?
1: Uh, I do bet. Uh, not as much as I used to, uh, I got to tell you, because I, uh, I I used to have to pay really close attention. Uh, as you imagine, to every race, but uh, I'm a weekend warrior, you know, and uh, no, I have uh, my favorites, but they're pretty much everybody else's favorite, you know.
0: <laughs> what can we expect at Belmont this year?
1: The race is uh, terrific. Um, the, the, it, 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 just, it just came up to be a, a, a great horse race. I mean, uh, I'm pretty sure the winner of the Belmont unless there's some real obscure result, we will probably go to the head of the class as the top three-year-old right now. Uh, Forte was the champion two-year-old last year. He would have been uh, the favorite in the Derby, but he scratched the morning uh, of the race. Uh, we have the horse that was the favorite in the Derby, Angel of Empire. We have the horse that was the second favorite in the Derby, Tappet Trice uh we have uh the preakness winner national treasure uh so and and a couple other horses uh uh just below them hit show uh, archangelo is uh, a very intriguing horse uh so um red route one say that ten times fast mr announcer uh so you know there's uh, uh it, it's just gonna be a terrific race
0: and this is the the longest track right in the triple crown
1: yeah the race itself is a mile and a half at uh and that's the the derby's a mile and a quarter the Preakness is just a little bit shorter than the derby and then this is uh, a quarter of a mile longer than the kentucky derby so it's uh uh, the longest of the triple crown races um and it's uh, a and it's uh, contested over the biggest track in america belmont park's a mile and a half in circumference. It's a huge. Churchill Down is only a mile around. So um, to go a a mile and a half, they just go around two turns. And um, uh, it's a very uh, fair race. Uh, You know, you don't have to, especially with a big, long striding horse, because, uh, uh, well, you know, like if you're a, a Ferrari, you know, or you're a compact car, you can get around a little quarter mile track, uh, and you're not going to beat a uh, Cadillac, but, you know, you get that Cadillac going, uh, around a big, big wide sweeping, uh, track, you know, then, uh, it's a little different. So, uh, a long striding horse is not at a disadvantage at Belmont park.
0: Hmm. I love it. I love Belmont. I mean, I think each track has its own character and beauty, like Saratoga's. You know, it, it's a throwback when you go there. I feel sort of the same way at Belmont. When you go in, you can kind of feel the history.
1: Yeah, well, you know, feel the way I can because uh, uh, next year uh, ap- after the Belmont uh, or after the s- spring meeting here, uh, they're going to raise that building and put up a, a raise, an R-A-Z-E, uh, the building, uh, and uh, put up a newer uh, building that's more, um makes more sense Uh, in the 21st century. That building uh, is is the second Belmont Park. first one was put up in 1904, which was the grandest uh, sporting facility on the planet at the time. And then uh, in 1964, I guess, uh, uh, the new Belmont that we know it uh, opened, and it it can accommodate 100,000 people. Well, uh, you know, at that time in the, in the seventies, uh, 25,000 people go to track on a Wednesday and 50,000 on a Saturday. Uh, that doesn't happen anymore because people can bet on their iPhone. You know, you don't really have to go to the track, uh, to make a legal bet. So, uh, uh, but it, it's, a, it's, a it's feeling its age. It's 60 years old now. And, and, uh, you know, when people go to a, a sporting event now, you know, they sit, in sweets and sip champagne and uh, eat shrimp cocktail, you know. Uh, so it's just the, 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 what they'll put up, the new building they'll put up uh, will make a lot more sense than uh, the building that's there now.
0: I still think it's very exciting to be there in person. I know that you can bet on oh, your yeah. phone and you can watch it on TV, but there is that sort of, for two minutes you know you're not talking about politics you're not angry about anything you're at the track you're watching your horse you want your horse to win a lot of the time your horse doesn't win uh but it's just a moment where i think we all come together
1: yeah yeah and uh they come to the top of the stretch and everybody's cheering and that person next to you is uh uh, actually a rival, you know, he's betting on the two, <laughs> you're betting on the one, you
0: know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. they
1: cross the wire and uh, let's go on to the next race, you know.
0: Well, I'm excited to see you at Belmont and I know I'm going to grab you. We're going to do some Fox and Friends interviews uh, and I can't wait to give you a big hug. Um, I'm glad you're back, Tom Durkin. And, um, you know, whatever your future is, I know it's going to be bright. Well, let's hope so. I'm with you. Thank you, Tom, for coming on the program to talk about your life, career and calling the Belmont Stakes this Saturday, June 10th, once again on Fox. I know you're going to be great and we'll all be cheering for our favorite horse and rooting you on to get us to the finish line with your incredible knowledge and wonderful way of broadcasting all of the excitement of the race. I'll be reporting for Fox and Friends and Fox Weather and you can catch the race on Fox starting at 4 p.m host time at 6.50 p.m. Thank you to all of my listeners. If you have someone you think should make the Dean's List, let me know at Janistine on Twitter or Janice FNC on Instagram. Or you can rate this podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or at foxnewspodcast.com. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. And don't forget to spread the sunshine.